Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad. This is the Adweek Podcast, and this is a bonus episode from London, England, uh, where we are here for an advertising festival and very pleased to be joined by Dan Goods, a visual strategist for NASA. Dan, thanks so much for making time for us. Yeah. First, why don't you tell us a bit about why you're here? We're at the, I suppose I should say where we are, we're at the DNAD Festival in uh, Britain. It is one of the larger advertising and design festivals. Uh, but uh, tell us what you came to speak about. Um, I basically told my story of sort of uh, going through art school. I went to Art Center College of Design and then ended up at NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab. And then I talked about some of the projects that I, I do there. Um, but at the end, I really hope that people would come away with asking the question of why in the world are they doing what they are doing. I should say that I, I did attend your session. It was, uh, it was wonderful. It was inspiring. I'm not just saying that because you're here. Uh, but, you know, you ended on this uh, really wonderful note about, you know, the, the meaning of our lives and making time, you know, making use of the time we have. Uh, and, you know, I thought really referencing, as Carl Sagan famously did, that we're all made from, uh, from stardust, from ex- the atoms from exploding stars. Going into this, did you, did you know you wanted this to be more than just a case study of the, the really fun projects you've worked on? You wanted it to be a bigger message for, for the people in the audience? Yeah, well, I think uh, people that are in uh, the communications industry um, have lots of different things that they can communicate about. And uh, the, the ones that are really good, you know, it'd be great if they were communicating about things that are really important. Let's talk about some of the work you've done and that your team has done. Uh, I think our audience probably will have seen some of it, like the tourism posters for exoplanets, uh, for, for other destinations across the, the, the galaxy. And, uh, you know, these are fun. They're really enjoyable projects. But they also have a, a deeper purpose. Uh, so, so tell us about... You know, what, what is the bigger goal uh, when you do projects like this beyond just, you know, promoting uh, uh, exoplanets that we're not going to explore for thousands of years, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, you know, it, it's interesting because NASA doesn't advertise. We're not, um, we're, uh, it's against the law for us to advertise. Uh, you've already paid for our work uh, through your tax dollars, and we're there to uh, communicate what you paid your money uh, for. And so it's really about educating and inspiring people about what they're already paying for already. And so for something like those travel posters, the funny story of that is that they were really just meant for a hallway at JPL <laughs> because a, um, a famous scientist was uh, coming and, and they wanted to like spruce it up a little bit. 
and then it turned into this this big thing. Uh, but really, each of those travel posters did have a strategy in that they were all about projects that uh, that JPL is working on in one way or another. But they're also taking one aspect of science about that location that we've we've discovered and trying to communicate that in a way that. Um, that makes sense, is enjoyable and, and beautiful, and we call it sneaking up on learning. So try, trying to create something that's beautiful that pulls you in, and then hopefully when you're pulled in, you start to ask questions, and then you can kind of go layer and deeper and deeper and deeper. And so the deeper you go, hopefully the, the more you enjoy it and it, it touches you in different ways. Now, like I said, the, the posters, I think uh, maybe people have seen before, but so many of the other projects you talked about uh, are, are really stunning, both visually, creatively. I'd, I'd love for you to talk through some of those. Tell us a bit about uh, the visualization of data that's, that's going up and down uh, at all times from, from spacecrafts and the, and the Earth. Yeah, so we have um, a sculpture at JPL called The Pulse, and it's sort of the idea that it's uh, showing you the, the heartbeat of space communication. So uh, think of... Um, uh, uh, a whole bunch of um, LED lights going up in sort of the shape of a cylinder. And uh, when lights go up, that means that at that second, we have a real live data feed from mission control. So when lights go up, that means that we're sending data to a spacecraft at that second. And when lights are coming down, we're receiving data from a spacecraft at that moment. And then the more light represents lots of data and less light represents less data that's going back and forth. And so all day long, you can sort of um, see what sort of communication is going on between Earth and all these satellites that are at the moon or beyond. Is it, is it hard not to be just hypnotized by that thing, uh, seeing it in person? It, it was hypnotic just to watch on video. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's, uh, what's interesting is you never know what's going to happen because you don't know exactly who, uh, like how much data is going back and forth. And so sometimes I bring people there and not very much information is going back and forth. And so it's like these little tiny drips. And, and, um, and then other times it's just raining. You know, this uh, looks like it's raining data coming back and forth. And, and I think people really get a uh, visceral sense of, wow, this is actually happening. You know, and it's it's one thing to show pictures and making little movies and stuff like that, but to show something that that is actually on the heartbeat of the real data is is really cool. You know, I think people get connected to it in a different way. Now, another project you talked about during your session was uh, one that helps uh, convey through audio uh, the location of satellites that are around us at all times. Tell us a bit about that one. Yeah, so. Satellites are all around us, but we don't think about it that much unless your cell phone isn't working. <laughs> uh, but most people have no idea that NASA studies the Earth. Like, um, we, uh, NASA has 19 satellites that are helping us understand oceans and at our atmosphere and uh, uh, various things like earthquakes and, and uh, hurricanes. And people don't really know that we're doing that, you know, and, and it's really important because it's helping us understand the place that we live. So we ended up making this audio installation. It's, it's quite big. It's like 17 feet tall and 45 feet in diameter. And it's this giant seashell. It's this aluminum seashell. Uh, it was designed by a guy named Jason Klamoski. And uh, uh, when you walk inside, there's this audio system that we can place a sound anywhere within that room. And uh, Shane Mirbeck is a, is a composer, and he composed a different sound for each of the different 19 satellites. 
And so when you walk inside, wherever you hear a sound, that's the exact location of a satellite. So you can be standing in the center and you'll hear a sound you know, up and to the left and you'll hear another one that's off to the right and down below you. And if you were to point to that sound, that's where these different satellites are. And so all day long, it takes about 90 minutes to get around the Earth. You know, they're moving all the time. And so you're hearing all these things in different spots. And so they're sort of calling out and saying hello. So it's like, hi, I'm over here, I'm over here. And then there's a display that says which one you're listening to at that moment. You know, so much work and effort and thought and creativity went into this project, uh, you know, for something that, that theoretically could have just been an animated map uh, online. Uh, you know, if someone asked why, why put in all this effort, you know, wh- what would you say about why you, you put so much work into each of these projects you do? Well, hopefully it touches you on a different level. You know, I think when you're, um, especially when things are physical um, and they capture your attention, I think there's, uh, you know, your body's inputting that in a different way than a flat, you know, experience. And so when you're listening, when you're feeling uh, with, with your hands and your feet, you know, you're just understanding that information in a different way. And uh, I want to touch people. And so whichever way we can do that, you know, we're, we're really trying to do that. What are, what are the most rewarding aspects uh, of your work for you? Is it, is it the, the brainstorming that goes into coming up with these great ideas? Is it the process of finding ways to build them, to make them happen? Is it standing back at the end and, and, you know, and, and kind of basking in what you've done or seeing how people respond to it? What, what's most rewarding for you? Yeah, well, every single project we do goes on a roller coaster of, um, it's going to be this amazing project. Oh, it's canceled. You know, oh, it's going to be this great thing. Oh, we can't do it anymore. Oh, maybe, you know, and so there is that moment of when it gets done that you're like, oh, I'm so glad it's out there. But the most, you know, the reason why I do it is is when people respond to it in a way that, you know, they're like, this was the most amazing thing that I've, I've seen. Or you, you helped me understand something I've never understood before. And uh, it's like unveiling this world that's all around us that... Um, people are maybe too afraid of or they just don't think about. And when they do get a connection with it, it, it changes their perspective on life. Well, Dan Goods, visual strategist for NASA, thank you so much for making time for us. You bet. 